I'm like a ghost, and we're talking about the track, the dark ghost track. <clears throat> Feelings of love usually hurt, and we've got two different versions uh, from when we wrote this back in uh, 2017. All these songs were kind of a reaction to a big uh, partnership blow up, breakup, and uh, they're kind of an ode to uh, the disruption and dissonance of that breakup of that partnership and uh, I've kind of equated it with the breakup of a romantic partner because that's the way I looked at it and um, just the idea that you know a lot of times in a relationship somebody feels more than the other person and then when they realize that <clears throat> the, the feelings aren't going to be reciprocated they you know it just falls apart you know, sometimes you're not able to maintain a friendship with that person. You're just, you know, not on the same page. You're misinterpreted. And this song kind of goes through, I think it's a common feeling. You know, a lot of times you, you, you have a big crush on somebody or you have a lot of feelings for that person and they never reciprocate. I mean, there's a lot of times in a, in, in a marriage, you know, one person puts more effort into it than the other. A lot of times it's a woman. And Josephine Electric, you know, she's voicing this kind of female perspective that, you know, she's feeling a lot more toward this person. And it's like, you know, the candle burns or it burns out. It's feelings of love, you know, it tends to be a love that's like a hearse. You know, she's saying this love is like, it's like a hearse. It's cursed. It's like, you know, it's dead on arrival. It's not working. And what we did is we used, um, our Roland Juno piano, grand piano patch, and we ran it through a digital delay to give it some uh, ambiance to kind of like uh, atmospheric nature to the song. And then in the background, there's like some Moog, uh, Mother 32, <clears throat> strange modulations, what we call it, or, you know, our experimental expansive sound. We ran the 32-step sequencer, and we ran it through Dynamics 1 Mixer, Probably we're running the scatter on it, running the big brush on it, running the filter, kind of burying it. As we recorded it into our Zoom R24, we haven't been playing with the Zoom R24 drum sampler or drum machine. We're, we've been reading up on how to use it, and we're going to start playing with it with some recordings in the next couple of days. Uh, what we did for the drums on this was our traditional method, which we've talked about before, is we used the Roland JDSI drum part. Normally, it can only go four bars, and we run it through an Arturia Beatstep Pro with the mod that allows chain patterns. But what that does is, like I said before, is the chain patterns could be like 16 steps, so you can put them into a song or a project, save it as a project, and you can you know, say you have a bass drum kicking for, you know, 16 bars, and then you start to introduce the hi-hat snare in part two but then you want to go back to one you can do like one two and go back to one and do part four to have the fill and then go back to one and repeat it you know i think up to 16 times um you can put these patterns together 
and then what you can do is you can you can play with um, you know the, the the roller command and the, the basically um, the fills that the V-Step Pro allows you to do like live real time fills on on the drum machine. You can also do polymetric rhythms, which I haven't played with as much. There's a, an ability to do some polymetric stuff, and I I haven't fully gotten a hold of how to do it. I tried it a couple times. So this song is basically using chain patterns, a digital delay guitar, and it does the electric coming through, I think on a JDXI vocoder, and at this time we didn't have our VT3 or VT4. And, uh, you know, it's a very melancholy-based song. It's part of the dark ghost theme of, like, love being, you know, something that you should run away from, not run toward if it's hurting your soul. And, you know, We've talked about, you know, this situation and uh, that we had with this individual that we feel that we were kind of led astray and not told the full truth. And it was very painful. And uh, a lot of the Dark Ghost tracks are about this individual. Uh, You know, we called them an untoward fuck and, you know, indigo wretch done all everything we can to be kind of very um <laughs> kind of vile toward this person we're not very happy with them um so you know we, we basically have put out our feelings in, the, in, in in a creative way what we think of that person and so that's what this song is it's, you know i guess you could say the young people call it a diss track but it's really a you know it's a singer songwriter track, you know, kind of like when Carly Simon wrote, like, you're so vain, she was talking about her lover, and, you know, a lot of people like Taylor Swift, she talks about her failed relationships, I think a lot of great art, you know, if you go to Dylan, Idiot Wind, Tangled Up in Blue, an artist takes the pain in their life, and they try to use it to create some art, and take some universal themes, like everybody's had a break up everybody's had somebody that they care more about than that person cared about them so i think that's that's what i did with this song and and that's the feeling um again i think um i was looking at you know what what my next sense should be and it keeps on coming between the matriarch and the udo um super six the one thing is like the, the, the udo super six doesn't exist yet and so I'm getting ready to start a new job in my day job. I'm an IT professional. We started a brand new job, hoping that I'm probably just going to get a matriarch just because I've always wanted a big Moog, like a mini Moog or a Voyager. And I've always lusted after the Moog 1 or a poly Moog or a memory Moog to have a, a bigger key bed, like a 49 key Batar key bed. It's, it's amazing. They have four oscillators that go back to, um, you know, the, the Model 55. It, it, that's incredible. And then just, just the ability to have a CPD mixer um, and then the envelope and all the different things that you can do. And the para- paraphoning, uh, I think. So until the UDO Super 6 is out, uh, if I'm going to have like a primary controller for my modular gear. I mean, I, I, I love profits. I, one day I want to get a profit. 
because I mean the proper five is the storage and it's sound, and maybe the proper six is what people would want for an OB6. Um, I, I've like kind of been gravitating toward the Prophet X just because I, I, I like to play piano. It really listens to the ghost. I do use a lot of roller piano. And I think the, the, the sample pianos for ADO uh, are on the Prophet X and XL are, are, are very are incredible. Uh, now, I know there's some really good stuff on FAO8. And I know that you could get a chord, Kronos, and get some really good stuff. But it sounds like to me what I've heard um, from, from from YouTube videos on on the Prophet XL is like that that is like my go-to piano synth. Now I know the RD2000 Roland is a really good synth, and I played it. That's a really good thing. But being able to have that piano and then also have the Prophet oscillators and the Prophet workflow with all the LFOs they have, like four LFOs. That you can modulate in the modulation matrix, like the virtual CV. Uh, that is pretty cool. Uh, and I've always wanted to get a profit. It's just not, at the, this, this point, profit's not going to happen this year. Hopefully, going into 2020, I can get a profit XL. That's something I want uh, to put into my studio. But this year, most likely, the next acquisition is going to be the most matriarch. Uh, you know, now for live playing, we've, we've really wanted the Roland Axe Edge. Now, we know what the feeling is for some people about keyhards, and uh, we're kind of going back and forth, but we like, you know, to be able to get the ghost when we play live in front of people instead of being behind my keyboard stack, that's the idea. Uh, but, as I've said in other episodes, I think some people find it more impressive to see me playing the guitar or guitar-based sounds. Um, off of the Roland Juno GI. Just because it's not something you expect to see a synthesizer sounding like that. But if you see a keytar, you can, you know, keytars are known for people trying to do that. And then sometimes I think people look at it and they say, well, why don't you just play guitar? So I think um, even though I, I, I have a feeling that I want to have a keytar, part of the way I play the keytar to make it sound cool is a two handed. Um, capability of, of being a keyboard player playing bass and troll part and then what you can do as, as when you're playing the guitar sound you can have the bass hand doing some really interesting like power chords or octaves and then the treble hand playing like leads uh, and that allows you to do some things that on the guitar it's probably mostly lead playing and that and it's hard to do the two-handed um, playing on the guitar, you end up looking like what some people call it, like a T-Rex. You look like a Triodosaurus Rex with your hands all kind of hunched over with your hands in a curled point. And that's what some people find laughable about the guitar. So I understand that, and I think the solution has been me playing it just on my Juno. Uh, so that's just going into that. Again, housekeeping, if, if folks like what we're doing with this podcast, please, uh, look at being a supporter. You can pay 99 cents a month. Um, it helps us do interviews. We're going to be talking to a band or an artist today called Shoefinger at 9 p.m. on our on our um, podcast. We talked to the Help Girls, um, the, the English sister duo that actually started their work in Cape Town, South Africa, had been on Universal Wind Indie Donna tour. 
they have a, they sound a lot like, um, you know, some of the old sounds from the, from the seventies, like Wendy O. Williams, uh, and, uh, you know, the band, which is Casey now, I'm always having trouble with my memory, um, Lita Ford and Joan Jett, um, and then, and, and, and the team, uh, kind of riot girl band, uh, and I always forget, Cherry Bomb, what their single, uh, but I think people know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think you gotta check that episode out. Plus, we've had episodes where we talked to Kendra Black, Kendra Erica, a top 10 billboard artist, and uh, also Secrecy. And we've talked to Jess Davis, who had a lead, had a role on the Netflix show, The Punisher. Uh, we've talked to DJ Lanata, Lanata. We've, we've talked to um, Section Roller Coasters, who are on tour and have a really awesome band. Uh, and they have a really awesome album, I believe. So we did a really good interview with them a couple weeks ago. So check out our podcast, and if you like what we're doing, and if you believe it's cool to interview indie artists and not charge them, uh, please give us uh, a, a, give a thought to actually supporting us. Uh, again, you can do it through Anchor. Uh, they have a way to do it, and uh, we're planning on the people who who opt in to do this. Uh, we will provide them uh, with exclusive, like, demo tracks that we can send you through email or send you links through your Instagram or Facebook. So check it out, and we'll talk to you later.